0: You're listening to the Gimme Five podcast, episode ninety two. Fair is fair.
1: Around, look at what you see in her face, the of your dreams.
0: This is the Gimme Five podcast, a semi-entertaining show about very entertaining things. We are your one-stop shop for pop culture, nostalgia, movies, music, theme parks, and since we live in Florida, the occasional story about a woman urinating into an ice cream churn. Sounds about right. That was my neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) I know your neighbor. Well, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, My name is Greg, and I was feeling feisty today, so unfortunately, I am joined by Jimmy. I'm sorry, too. Yeah. And Rob. Rob. It's true. They're both very sorry. Yeah. So this week we are going to talk about Stranger Things Season 3. And we're going to do something kind of fun. And I think this is our first week of a summer throwback special thing that we are going to do here. And we're going to watch some summer movies from the 80s each week for the rest of the summer. And whoever is hosting that week is going to pick. So I picked this week, and I picked one of my favorite movies from 1985 which I hadn't seen probably since 1990-something, The Legend Mm -hmm. of Billie Jean. So I want to see if it held up. We watched it this week. Well, I know Rob and I did because we watched it together. Jimmy, did you get
2: a chance? I watched it this evening while spooning. I'm so glad I wasn't there.
0: Yeah. and We'd have let you
2: be the big spoon, Jimmy.
1: Mm -mm.
0: None of this is going anywhere I want it to. And after we get done talking about all the stuff, we will come up with this week's top five list relating to our topics, and we're probably going to talk a little bit about mall culture from the 80s and 90s, and I'm excited about that.
2: This is a review show, and there will definitely be spoilers about Stranger Things 3, so if you have not finished it in the now almost two weeks that it's been out... It's your own fault. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it, you'll probably want to join us after you finish the eight episode season. We will try to avoid. Eh, no, we're not. No, no, nah, not with this. So, if we're talking, yeah, just you know the deal. If you haven't seen it, read it, or listened to it, then use your own discretion. So, what do you got for news?
1: Um, I I've got a question for you, and you know maybe maybe this will along in a snap decision but did you happen to catch the new mulan trailer that dropped i did i did as well what do you think
2: i'll tell you what it looks like it looks like a chinese large scale battle film i i'll tell you my first thought was how are they going to do battle scenes
0: live action and still make it a disney movie that was my very like seeing arrows in the air stuff like that i was like Are they really going to cut away anytime anything makes contact, which would really take the Mm -hmm. impact out of the film? So what did Mm -hmm. you think? I'm guessing this is where that's going.
1: I don't know if I like where they're, because I did, after I saw the trailer, I had to look up some information about it. They, they are, I mean, and I know I complained about it being a remake, but they're essentially redoing it. It is not going to be a musical. There will be no songs. Okay there, there apparently, there apparently is. Oh, yeah, but see, I'm, I'm not. not. It's it's Mulan is a is essentially a Disney classic. Granted, it's not a classic classic, but it's it's from the golden age or the resurgence yeah. in the 90s. And while while it doesn't have the same the same stable of songs or hits as say Beauty and the Beast does, or Little Mermaid does, or Aladdin does. There are some notable songs in it that are going to be omitted. They're, they're trying to bring it more in line with the, the traditional Chinese myth or story about Mulan. And while I understand that, what your point is very valid, Greg, in that if, if they're not going to go all out and show the battles, then what are they doing? Because if they're trying to bring it in line and they're getting rid of all the stuff that you know all the cutesy stuff that people liked because they wanted to to want to bring it more in line with with the actual story, but then they're not going to show any of the actual story. You know it's we're and and just from the trailer, and I don't know if you guys notice this, it looks like they're going more along the lines of a Mulan is running off and joining the army to escape an arranged marriage. Yeah, that is kind of what I got out Was of the trailer too. That that was the gist you got from the trailer, right? Yeah, same here. And and to me, that that is less less of a good story than Mulan joining the army because she knew that her father wouldn't survive. She poses as a man and joins the army because she knows that they're conscripting males only and her father is the only male in her family and he's old and won't survive a tour. Mm-hmm that's why she joins the army and to me changing it to the it at at first glance i'm not saying that that's actually what they're doing but to me that seems like a bad change because mm-hmm. the the uh, she
2: does say in the trailer that it would bring honor to her family uh I- accepting this arranged marriage so i i think that's i i think we don't we can't say that for certain yet but mm-hmm. i mean yeah one could definitely glean that from the trailer i think that's so. that's what the that's what the trailer at least looks like. Looks like they're doing well. The
0: if you take it from the cartoon side of things, it's a very selfless act, which is heroic, because she's doing it for her family or for her father. Right. If you take it right. from what the trailer, the new trailer leads you to believe, it's a very selfish act in a way. Yes, um, so it makes her slightly less heroic if that's in fact the way they go.
1: Yeah, and they're they're getting rid of Mushu, and I believe they're getting rid of Shang, and they're getting rid of the songs and. Uh, I don't, I cannot guarantee that I will go see it. A little sad about Mushu. Yeah. And and for and for me to not go see it, that's that's kind of a big mm-hmm. thing for me. Because it is a yeah. Disney movie. I'm also, I, I'm very pro uh, Eddie Murphy on that behalf.
0: Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that someday. I'm going to force us to talk about Eddie Murphy. But yeah, I thought that was going to be, it was interesting. Yeah. I'm wondering where they go with that. Uh, when does it come out? About a year from now or so? Uh, tw- I think yeah. it's 2020. I got something. Mm-hmm. Go for it. A talk about a uh, gamer girl bathwater.
2: <laughs> oh God, I heard about this. And so did I.
0: So there is a. Uh, uh, I don't know exactly if you call her a gamer girl or a streamer or a YouTube star or whatever. I don't know what. Whatever. Uh, her name is Belle Delphine, and she is very popular. She's a mm-hmm. gamer, streamer, YouTuber, and she is selling her bathwater in her online store. Uh, if you look at her, she is basically yeah. a human version of Vanellope from the picture of her. Uh, I would. Yeah, she's not too hard on the eyes. We'll say that she's got uh, definitely does some things with her makeup to make it look like she's an anime character. Um, I think she's mm-hmm. British by way of South Africa. Um, I would not. Okay, th- that's that's a real roundabout. <laughs> I would not look her up at work if you guys are listening at work because if you try to Google her name, there's a lot of pictures that are uh, scantily clad. So just be aware. But anyway, she uh, makes money by you know having pink hair and doing weird things with her makeup and you know, occasionally taking her clothes off and apparently she plays video games. Uh, but anyway, so she has decided to sell her bathwater in her online store for $30. Uh, it, she did say it's not for drinking. Okay.
2: And it's uh, as oh, a, uh, a souvenir of her, uh, go okay. ahead. <laughs> uh, you know, the dudes are going to order two of those and they're going to keep one next to their bed and they're going to drink one. Yeah. uh, Brilliant on a way to you get that money, you take that money from those oh, yeah. dudes. I have yeah, I, no I mean, you Good can't team. really blame her for it. I have absolutely no problem. Now, she she has a little bit of a history
0: for doing fun little stunts. Mm-hmm. Um, she's very clever and funny, so I actually kind of appreciate this. I'm not going to run out and watch her channel, but uh, apparently, she did a, a thing where she was like, if I get in a certain number of likes on this thing, I will put up a video of me with uh, some other gamer who I hate, so I'm not going to say his name. Uh, deep inside me. And it turned out that she actually ate a photo of him. And then there was mm-hmm. another one where
1: yeah. well
0: played. And then there's another one where she said she was going to be um, double penetrated. And she actually just put two things up her nose. <laughs> I didn't type this on lit on the document because I was uh, doing this at work. But <laughs> um, so there's that. Uh, however, Rob and I were together when we actually read the story for the first time. It was right before we watched the movie of, of uh, legend of Billy Jean. Gamer girl, yeah, Legend of Billy Jean. Oh, okay. And, uh, we have decided yeah. we are going to now sell a new item in our store. Uh, for thirty dollars, you can get a vial of Jimmy's bathwater.
2: Yes,
1: yes, you can.
2: We we already have a yes. couple of vials, so real. I didn't. I did not agree to this. Um, oh, it's happening. However, for a, a a slightly larger number, you will be able to watch uh, the video that Greg and Rob didn't know i took of them so back at you boys you only
0: think we didn't know yeah didn't realize we had like the perfect lighting kit and everything anyway so yes gamer girl bathwater it's a thing uh feel free to Mm. order it and also uh give me five podcast the bathwater coming soon
1: (laughs) jimmy girl bathwater on the way (laughs) jimmy girl
2: i had a student that called me jimmy girl did did we fail the student still don't know why did you did you pass that student? Yeah, she was great. Fair. She just called All me Jimmy right. girl for some reason. I don't know. I've got a little bit of news regarding what we spoke about last week, or rather, the week before that. Yeah, uh, now. I'm sorry. Do you now? I do. I thought you said tune him out. It's like you son of a. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, Disney is recalling the Forky toys due to a choking hazard. Really? Yes. Um, I, I believe something like, yeah, so far more than 80,000 toys have been sold, um, in the United States. And Disney quickly pulled that back and said, Oh goodness, guys, uh, here's a recall. Please return these because the googly eyes on the plush version of Forky, uh, are a choking hazard. You know what's also a choking hazard? Selling a toy shaped like a fort to children. <laughs> well That's played. That you're yeah. right.
0: <laughs> so you're not supposed I, to put that in your mouth. It's a, oh, wait. Oh, it's yeah.
2: a, oh, it's an eating utensil. A little ironic. I just had to bring that up since we talked about it recently. So parents out there, if you bought one for your child, uh, you can call 866-537-7649 for recall information. Guys, do you know what time it is? What time is it, Greg? For Weird Shit in Florida.
1: Weird Shit in Florida. Florida
2: Harmony again. You're welcome. It's so
0: beautiful. I actually just find Weird Shit in Florida. Okay, first of all, you know, I was like, we're going to do this Weird Shit in Florida thing. It's going to be like uh, a couple things. And I have to sift through them every week. There is no shortage of stories. Like I, I literally have, there's like three every week and I'm like, I got to pick one or else it's going to be freaking long. So this one is probably going to win for the year. Uh We are going to talk about uh, Jung Soon Whipcha. I'm not entirely sure how that's pronounced. It's Jung Soon Whipcha. She's, um I believe, Korean. Okay. She is the owner of the Indian Shores Food Mart, I believe in Indian Shores, Florida. She, All right. uh apparently her food mart shares a bathroom with an ice cream parlor next door. They have, like, a shared bathroom in their, in their little shopping center. Well, as she would go to the bathroom, apparently she didn't like Lulu's ice cream. So she would do disgusting things to the ice cream that was being sold at, at Lulu's ice cream. Uh, let's see. She occasionally would pick her nose and then stick her hands in the ice cream containers. Uh, she would use the shared bathroom with the door open. I believe they said about six times, possibly more. Wow. Mm -hmm. And then would not wash her hands after doing whatever. And then immediately would shove her hands into the ice cream containers. She was caught spitting into the ice cream containers. And as I mentioned earlier, she once peed into the ice cream churning machine.
2: And then, you know, go ahead. the last time I went to Indian Shores and got ice cream, I noticed that it tasted a little bit, let's say, enhanced at Lulu's. So um, I ain't even mad. Yeah, it was like, yeah, it was a little urine
0: like maybe little uric
2: acid in yeah, there.
0: Yeah, a little, a little sweaty. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, she then she peed into the churning machine and then she took that, poured the urine from the churning machine into the sink where all of the other like ice cream utensils were being cleaned. Uh, it cost the people at Lulu's ice cream $2,000 to do repairs and to throw away all the ice cream. Of course, she got arrested. Uh, very nice family that ran this place. They were they had the right kind of attitude about it. They were, of course, pissed, but they were like, look, we didn't. He wanted to <laughs> open up an ice yeah. cream place to make people happy in the summer and to, you know, for people to have ice cream on the beach. And we didn't want to end up on the news, basically. So I, it's kind of a nice little, I don't know, the way he phrased yeah. it, it was like, oh.
2: I bet oh. they were pissed.
0: Yeah. But anyway, the the owner uh, completely refurbished everything at $2,000 so of hopefully the, the, the woman's cost. Um,
2: Otherwise, you're just. Pissing away money.
0: Oh, uh, I see what you did there. No, there's not. Anyway, she think he thinks that the uh, ice cream parlor got so popular, and the woman next door was pissed off that the parking was getting scarce in their parking lot. So they they shared a parking lot, and this parking was getting scarce. Yeah. I don't entirely know what doing, but like surreptitiously ruining ice cream that no one would really know about if they didn't see the video has no. anything to like. What type of revenge is that? Maybe just go talk to the people next door. I don't know. But it's Florida, and thank you for making our dipshit of the week. Jung Soon Whipcha.
2: Remember, folks, it's better to be pissed off than than pissed pissed on.
0: on. Well, a couple weeks ago, Jimmy came up with a game. People really liked it. It was fun. We got some positive feedback from it. We're talking 80s stuff this week. All right. There's another game.
1: Let's do it! Okay,
0: first of all, guys, remember you have been warned about spoilers. These Hmm. aren't really spoilers. These are more Easter egg based. But what we are going to do is I'm going to mention some references. in Stranger. I'm going to mention some references in uh, Stranger Things Season 3. Okay. You guys are going to buzz in one of you, Jimmy. Okay. You are going to say bogus to buzz in. Bogus. Okay. The other one, Rob. Mm-hmm. You are going to say gnarly to buzz in, and we're going to see who can figure out some of the uh, 80s references and where they are from. Okay. So I'm just going to do a test one real quick. For example, the shot of Dustin stuck in the air
2: vent. Bogus. Jimmy? Oh, Alien. I, oh. S- Alien. No, 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 that would be Die would, Hard. The 70s.
0: That was Die Hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, Rob really is going to win this one. Okay, ready. Here we go. The first one is... There is a Kit Kat clock, which is that black clock with like the eyes that go back and forth, mm-hmm. seen in Joyce's house. This is a reference to the opening of what movie? It's in the opening sequence of a movie.
1: Gnarly. Rob? Back to the Future? You got it. Very nice. Okay,
0: this one's kind of easy, so you guys will get this one. When a character is shot in this movie, there's a red balloon that pops. The red balloon is a reference to what movie slash character? Oh, Gnarly.
1: Good. It Pennywise. Got it. By the way, a lot of these were. were... <laughs> I busted with Jimmy's. <laughs> <laughs> Bogus.
0: I, I no. Take that one. <laughs> okay. Dustin says, "Holy Mary, Mother of God." What is that line from?
2: Bogus. Go ahead. Predator. No. Um. Um.
1: Um. Oh, I can picture the scene. It's it's a it's a middle aged guy who says it on a beach. Yeah. Oh, uh,
0: gnarly. Good. Goonies. Yep. You are on fire. Okay. Here's a This one's I like this one. Uh, okay. on episode 3, Hopper holds a gun to Gregory's head, Gregory the the Russian guy. The and Russian Gregory. Terminator? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gregory <laughs> says he will not shoot because you you won't do that. You are a policeman. Policemen have rules. What movie is that line from? Gnarly. Go ahead. Dirty mm. Harry? No. oh, Bogus. That, was, that was 70s, wasn't it?
2: Police Academy.
0: No. Did you guys both. Well, I know you say Die Hard. It's from Die Hard.
1: Oh, it is, and it's the German guy who says it. Yes. God.
0: Well, you guys already said this one, but uh, speaking of Gregory, his look is clearly inspired by what movie? German Bogus. Air. Go ahead. Uh, Jimmy? Marley?
2: Terminator. <laughs>
1: You did not phrase your answer in the form of a question. Damn it!
0: Okay, at the beginning of I think it's episode one, Dustin pulls out a mechanical hammer. This is a reference to what movie that also has a mechanical hammer? Gnarly. Good. Gremlins. You are. Holy cow!
1: That one I did not even think about. To be honest, it was one of uh, one of his dad's inventions. Yep.
0: The hospital sequence is kind of is pattern sort of like
2: what horror movie? Bogus. Go ahead. Halloween. Yep. Halloween too, but you got it. When Billy
0: enters the mall in a white tank top and his glorious mullet, uh, holding—I think he's holding what, his, uh, his sister, right? I think. Yes. He's- Bogus. What reference is that? Bogus. Good.
2: Big Trouble in Little China.
0: Jimmy is making a move. Thank you. We're 3-4. This one's super easy. So whoever says it first is going to get it. Dustin sings a song with Susie from what movie? Gnarly.
2: Gnarly. Never a new story. I I said it first. I called him with Bogus first. It was never a new story. No, you did. Yes, I did.
0: Okay, well, Jimmy's getting the point right now, but when I edit,
2: I will be able to tell. it was me I said bogus first this one's harder and Rob just said gnarly gnarly never ending story this one's a little harder
0: the way Nancy is treated by the newspaper men is a reference to what movie Mm. they're not newspaper bogus
2: bogus pretty woman nope son of a bitch I
0: can give a hint because this one's harder because it's it's more subtle. The name of the movie is also the name of the song from that movie. I will, in the interest of cutting it short, uh, 9 to 5. I was going to say 9 to 5. Yeah. Uh, when Billy arrives at the pool and walks in front of the moms, what movie is it referencing?
1: Gnarly. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Got it. Nice. Both with the song
0: and the red bathing suit. But they did, of course, yep. a gender swap. Well, there's a couple other
2: references to Fast yep. Times. Uh, what are they? There's three.
1: Uh, obviously in the video store. Yep. So, Jimmy a point there. Oh, when he, I, you mean when he tripped on the, yeah, uh, the stand, the stand kids. Yes. Yeah. Mm, uh, there are three
0: others? Three others. One of them is something someone says. No. no. So the other two are... Uh, Dust- yeah, Dustin it. says that his girlfriend is hotter than Phoebe Cates. Oh. That was tough. That was a tough one. But also the um, Scoops Ahoy costumes are almost exactly like um, Judge Reinhold Brad Hamilton's costume in, them in Fast Times. Mm. Oh, okay. Look familiar. This one's super easy. Dustin built a radio transmitter, which he calls... What?
2: Cerbero? a reference to...
1: Actually, it's um, Cerebro, yeah. but... Yeah,
2: Cerebro. Cerebro. Um, Which is I think Robin called it Cerebro at some point. Um, uh, Batteries not included? No. Rob, steal it. Hmm. What's that a reference X-Men? To? Yep, X-Men. That is the thing that
0: PrestorX <laughs> puts on it. <laughs> yeah, I, I was surprised you missed that. Yeah. Uh, the Rat Frenzy in Hawkins is most likely a reference to what Stephen King film...
1: That's gonna be Jimmy
2: uh, and Eye.
1: Nope. Gnarly it. Nope. It's Graveyard no. shift.
2: Graveyard shift. Ah, oh, oh. that was so good.
0: Okay. Mind Flayer looks like movie, looks and moves like creatures combined from what two movies? So what two movies is the Mind Flayer kind of made from? They're '80s movies, right? Both of them are are '80s movies, but remakes. Um. So when it's walking, it, it's based on one movie. When it's slithering around, it's based on another movie. Gnarly the blob. blob.
2: We got the blob. No. Okay. Yep. And then bogus. Ah um, oh, shit. Um, Poster on the wall in the basement.
0: They actually reference the movie too in conversation. They're talking about New Coke when they mention this movie. I'm in Devon. Nope, that's the thing. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. Okay, so we got two more here. Dustin's code name is Gold Leader. From what movie? Gnarly. Good. Star Wars. I'll just jump ahead by A one. A New Hope and Jedi, how did how
1: am i how am i only ahead by
0: one because jimmy got you the not, you're not you're like one. three ahead okay rod's got eight jimmy's got six okay yeah and
1: for all the marbles
0: the call sign for the team that leaves them all to tend to the radio is griswold family.
1: gnarly griswold family oh what <laughs> <laughs> national, national lampoons, lampoon's <laughs> making is the,
0: why is it the griswold family because, because they drive the, the station r- wagon. Got it. Station wagon. Yep, you got it. Good work, guys. I'm impressed. And Rob Thank won, you. like I, like we kind of expected, as promised. This is the first of our summer throwback series. We're going to talk about a movie that Pat Benatar calls the worst movie ever made, and when she plays the song from it in concert, this is the Legend
1: of Billy Jean. I I gotta say, Greg, after watching this movie. I totally understand where your fetish for girls with short blonde hair comes from.
2: That's where it comes from.
1: It totally does, man. <laughs>
0: that movie confused quite a few people because this movie came out awesome short blonde hair and then the next time you really saw short blonde hair was uh Billy Idol. Uh, no, well, yeah, Billy Idol also, but I was thinking uh Sylvester Stallone's wife in the 80s mm. where she was like in Red Heat or something. <laughs> like I forget what her name is now. But. Oh, or um, what, oh, what
1: about Brigitte Nielsen? In, uh, That's what I'm talking Beverly, about. Her,
2: yes. Oh, Beverly Hills Cop. Who was also romantically involved with um, Flava Flav for some reason.
1: <laughs> yeah, Flava yeah. Flav!
2: Yep, and
0: there's a whole story there with Brigitte <laughs> Nielsen, actually, <laughs> as, where uh, Sylvester Stallone actually accused Eddie Murphy of sleeping with her when he was married to her, which didn't actually happen. And Eddie Murphy, I'm sorry, and Sylvester Stallone was supposed to be in some movie with Eddie Murphy, and that's why it didn't happen. I think it was Beverly Hills Cop 2, actually. Mm, mm. But anyway, this (laughs) is the actual summary that you get if you look this up on IMDb. A Texas Texas teenager cuts her hair short and becomes an outlaw martyr with her brother and friends. All right. (laughs) So cutting her hair short is the biggest part of the whole movie, apparently. Very succinctly, that was the thing. Also, as I was typing it out, for some reason, as soon as I typed a Texas teenager cuts her hair short, it suggested on my um, on my computer, the little like touch bar thing that I put a uh, lesbian emoji.
2: <laughs> All right.
0: Like the two little That's... girls, the two girls standing next to each other, which I thought was weird. Wow. OK, it just randomly suggested that. But anyway, directed by Matthew Robbins, uh, who went on to write Crimson Peak. Batteries not included, which you've mimicked, which you've mentioned already. Mm-hmm. Mimicked, which
2: I've mimicked already. You were yes. about to say that.
0: Yeah, I did. Uh, Dragon Slayer and what a surprise! An upcoming Disney live action movie. Oh my god, Pinocchio, another one. Yep, he's so he's the a man. They're going to redo all of them. Be ready for it. Oh, there's like yeah, there's like twenty or so on the slate because uh, they've starring, got nothing new. Yeah, I think they're going to probably do that Atlantis movie, which might actually be kind of cool because I didn't actually see it. But anyway, uh, starring Helen Slater, Christian Slater, no relation, Keith Gordon, Dean Stockwell, Peter Coyote, Yardley Smith, and a bunch of other people that you've seen in a lot of other 80s movies. I saw this movie a ton in the 80s because mm-hmm. it was on HBO. And therefore, when it was on, I was watching, and it, uh, then I didn't see it for many, many years. So when I had the opportunity to get it, because huh. they re-released it on Blu-ray,
1: it's like, okay, let's check it out. And, well, what did you guys think? The, there's another movie that comes to mind when you, when you talked about how you saw this movie a lot, but maybe that'll be my suggestion for the 80s movie. Uh, okay. Um, I, well, I mean, <laughs> I don't want to say I enjoyed it, but you know, it was, it was a cool evening, kind of hanging out, watching this, talking, talking with you. And like the, it was, we, we almost had like a MST3K vibe going on. Um, your wife popped in at a couple of parts and was like, Oh my God. She remembered more lines from
0: this movie than uh, than I did, so she kept on popping in, being like, "Fair is fair, fair <laughs> is fair, fair is huh? fair."
2: And Billie Jean some, somehow kind of lost that accent halfway through the movie, and, and then, I was like, yeah.
0: and then I said some comment about how Billie Jean taught me how to love, and then she left the room and we and never came back.
1: <laughs> no, no, was it funny. was it was it was it was more of a. You, you, I believe you called it a sexual awakening.
2: My goodness. I was
1: trying not to say that <laughs> I on the other than you <laughs>
2: not talk about this movie anymore. <laughs> now knowing well, it's weird. that. It, it was This weird. is the reason why Greg watched this movie. Not recently. Thanks. But but we uh it's weird because Rob said
0: the same thing except it was Helen Slater in Supergirl. It was. It totally was. Same girl, just different yeah. movie. Yeah. And when Jimmy makes us watch the uh, volleyball scene from Top Gun, he'll be able to tell mm-hmm. us about it. Yep.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do have to say that I, appreci- I, I appreciate it because I think you understand my sense of humor. And I think we share a very similar sense of humor that every time somebody called her in the movie, you had to chime in with, is not my lover. I I was trying to stop myself too. Every time somebody went, Billie Jean, <laughs> Craig would lover. go, is not my lover. <laughs>
0: I could <laughs> not do it. I I was trying. It was every time her yeah. her friend Ophelia said it because she said it just like in the song, and she said it a lot. So so guys, if you have not seen Billie Jean or the Legend of Billie Jean, uh, it's a very big like it seems like it's a very big movie of this rebellious girl doing all this stuff, and it's kind of like a a Bonnie and Clyde sort of situation and all that. But when you watch it again, you realize it's really just about a girl. Who's trying to protect her brother from bullies because they broke his huh. and apparently mm-hmm. scooters were cool back in the 80s.
2: Well, in the movie, it meant more to him than he, any other material possession because yeah. when their father died, he left the insurance money to him, and that's what he bought with it. Yes, so that was his like last connection, with and they his didn't father. have very much. Mm-hmm. Right. So
0: that scooter getting broken was you know that was their his lifeline really. So, yeah, I, I totally get that. Um, the movie starts off very interestingly, and both Rob and I were like, wait, what? Because they went, sw- like, swimming.
2: Yeah. Are 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 these – are they boyfriend – oh, they're brother and sister. Yeah, because, like, you had to- – oh. <laughs> It's one of
0: those movies. <laughs> so, like, yeah. they go swimming, and first of all, she's, like, in the their trailer together, and she's walking around in, like, a crop top and, like, leaning over him and stuff like that. And then – No they- bra. Yeah, no bra. They go out and go swimming and she's not and she's wearing a little tiny bikini laying like a, on this dock floating in the water that was definitely the type of dock that a that jason should come up and like murder them with a hatchet yeah something. yeah most likely. but i was like wow this is a very weird this is very weird decision making of course everyone different times they were man really brother and sister because of the last name which they are not but that would have made it even worse I thought that was a little bit of a weird decision to introduce your uh, your you know feminist hero in a bikini laying around on a thing with their brother, but uh, anyway, moving on. Of uh, course, bullies break the scooter, and they move on to uh, <laughs> you know to basically turning <laughs> yeah. into criminals because
2: they they yeah they end up stealing the scooter and. You know, that being which is so important to Christian Slater's character, he ends up going after it, getting his ass beat while retrieving it. Uh And he, you know, ends up home with the scooter, but it's thoroughly trashed. So in comes older sister. She goes down to the police station, says, hey, you know, this guy did this and, you know, they owe me 600 something dollars. She goes to confront him. And they kind of
0: just – the police are like, yeah, whatever.
2: Yeah, they're like, well, you know, it's your word against his and very – there's a whole – there's a big vibe in this movie where it's you're just a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, no one's going to listen to you because you're just a kid, you know. Um, so she goes to confront – what's his name? Booby, Newbie, Dookie. Well, Pyatt is the father. Hubie. he's the – Hubie.
0: Hubie, yeah. Pukey. Yeah, the names in this movie are ridiculous, by the way. Uh, Hubie. Yeah yeah it's texas so, what do you want yeah sure sure hey hubie come on the stars at night are big and bright <claps> deep in the heart of texas
2: there we go <laughs> thank you rob for anyone who has a clapper i apologize <laughs> if your lights just went off <laughs> you can blame rob for that oh uh... i'm glad rob is glad rob picked up what i put down yeah she she goes and and confronts Pryot or whatever. Pryat. Pryat, sure. Uh, (laughs) Who is Dookie's dad. And, you know, Dookie's dad turns out to be a real pile of trash. Can we we just say, I've been
0: to a lot of surf shops in my life. you know, of course, I grew up on the coast. Rob, you grew up on the coast. We always ended up in surf Mm -hmm. shops at some point. There's not a single person the age of of Pryat that has ever owned a surf shop. It's always some stoner that's like barely holding on to the surf shop
2: yeah yeah no yeah that's it's, uh case it's in point
0: 65 year old dude
2: yeah there was a, a really cool surf shop in virginia beach where i used to go and i can remember being all of 11 or 12 years old standing there and the lights kind of flickered and the stoner with the long blonde hair behind the counter was like oh man can you watch my store for me they're trying to turn my lights off again i was just like sure that's exactly yeah like- yes Every surf shop I, I was in, the
0: the owner was always just consistently waxing a surfboard, not doing anything else.
2: Hey man, this stuff hey man. smells
1: really good. It's called sex wax. Yep. Anyway, are are you are you sure it wasn't? Hey man, a little bit like that.
2: Different planet, man. Yeah. Hey man. So yeah, he turns Stop. out to be
0: a, a real douche canoe, and totally. It, the movie gets very, very rapey, <laughs> very rapey.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which,
0: which is very problematic these days. It's problematic then, but more so these days. And I think what they tried to do is because due to this situation, you know, the brother comes into the store and basically opens up – Banks is the brother, speaking of weird names – opens up the cash registers to take the money for his bike or his scooter and finds a gun. And basically the whole point of the thing was that they just wanted the money for the scooter. They weren't trying to become criminals. The gun goes off and hits the guy in the shoulder. There's some other stuff involved, but –
1: Th- yeah, Thackeray accidentally shoots him because yes. he was told the gun wasn't loaded. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. And so there's that kind of stuff. But I think what they did with the, with the, uh, rape scene was try to give yet another reason why, okay, they're not really criminals. They just wanted their money back and whatever. But then it doesn't really get mentioned for the next hour of the movie, which kind of makes it a little bit bad. Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't seem traumatized about it at all.
1: Yeah, she's like, whatever. Yeah. He he tried to rate me, but, you know, that happens every Wednesday, so.
0: Yeah, so I thought that was, like, where I know what they were trying to do. I think because this is a first-time director, maybe, or, like, an earlier type director or writer whatever, they didn't quite give it the impact that it should have had. So you really have to kind of think about it too much. Mm -hmm. Because of this shooting, basically two things happen. The gang, you know, Billie Jean Binks and her friends Ophelia and Putter, again, names, are on the run to and they're wanted and the shop owner that got shot is basically trying to profit off of this situation profit off of basically him trying to rape this girl and Mm -hmm. and and the movie does get a little episodic in a weird way where they're they're almost going around just doing good deeds for people as they're running for the police and this one cop that's kind of trying to help them out maybe something happened just somehow coincidentally figures that out
1: um well, and they if- they weren't really running around doing a bunch of good things. I mean, the only thing I actually remember them doing was her getting the kid out of that house where he was being abused. Other than that, people were just making up stories about him, if you remember, mm-hmm. because that, that was a big part of the movie was that their, their legend kind of took on its own life because people were doing things and basically saying, oh, well, it was Billie Jean that did it. You know, like a guy's store burned down, but he was collecting the insurance money. So he burned the place down himself, but claimed that they robbed him, you know, mm-hmm. and burned his store down. Yes there' that there was uh,
0: of course the the kidnapping sequence, which wasn't really kidnapping, but it was but it wasn't mm-hmm. a kid trying to get away from his you know overbearing father um, then of course the other, Who turns the kid. out to be the the district attorney yeah, and then of course the other kid that, that hasn't
2: helped there was I thought there
0: was one other thing like in us but
2: um, I got really excited when they met that character uh, the, the, because I because was of, like, oh shit, they're gonna have a werewolf as a friend. Because <laughs> I'd never seen this movie, and I thought that they were going to go around and do these deeds with their their werewolf friend, and then he pulled his mask off, and I was like, "Ah, crap!" That was actually, that might have actually did, been a better movie. He did have something that I've always wanted. What was that? The waterslide. The waterslide water from <laughs> the bedroom to the pool. Yep, that was that was just straight up awesome. Yeah, yeah rich kid.
0: You know he's rich because he's got a water slide from the second story of his house from his is it office or bedroom down into bedroom. the pool. Yep. Which we determined not the best idea because you can only go down the water slide like once a day, really. Because you're not going to pitter-patter back through your house. Yeah, you're not going to run through the house all so? soaking wet.
2: Sleep with towel down there. You're good. I've wake thought this every through, morning,
0: man. Wake up every morning and just water slide down? Yes.
2: Yeah, I'm awake now. Whee!
0: I'm okay with that. Anyway, this thing blows up, and it kind of culminates in the police constantly trying to, you know, catch Billy Jean by saying, you know, we'll, we'll give you the mo- the scooter, we've got it fixed. Meet us at these various locations, and you know, one was a mall. By the way, that mall apparently has been torn down; it is now a graveyard. Someone said yeah, online. They for have way careers. too much research on this movie, but this gonna kind of go into our conversation a little bit later this evening. There, there is a very weird side storyline. It just comes out of nowhere.
1: And that is, uh, Putter getting her period. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know that it was a side storyline. It was just kind of like a, a, one scene. I mean, it wasn't like a whole storyline. Yeah, it caused her to eat an entire chocolate. It's cake. wonderful.
0: Yeah. It ca- like, they treat her like she was being, like she was shot. Like, oh, you should lay down. Like, what? I don't really know too much about that stuff, but it was very, it was very interesting. Considering the actress playing uh, Putter was, is, uh, yearly, Smith, who of course is uh lisa simpson as i've said a few times while we were watching it amongst other things and she was like 20 at the time that she was playing a 14 year old anyway the movie does culminate in some sort of inexplicable uh giant amusement park kind of street fair thing which i think happens all the time in texas uh rob did you ever live in texas you've lived all over the place i did an assignment in texas i but i was in dallas okay so did uh were there just random street fairs like no every weekend there, no there were okay. not was there ever a rebel that shaved her head, shot a surf shop owner, and then stole a moped or did it for her brother's moped? Did that happen while you were there? There were only three. Okay. Yeah, I figured it happened all the time. <laughs> this happens in Corpus Christi, by the way. Beachside town, thus the surf thing. And of course, oh yeah, I did I did mention it just now, but there is the uh, the good old shaving of the head scene where...
2: Billie Jean is a rebel because she cuts her long, beautiful blonde hair short. And with yeah, him. apparently, uh, what's his name has a, a stylist and makeup artist living in his um, in his bathroom. Yeah, and turns like
1: because then she comes out with this giant like chandelier of an earring as well. <laughs> yeah,
2: she's like, I'll be back in thirty seconds. <laughs> and her shirt like shirt huh?
1: is looks like it's made from
2: like
0: a, a body glove suit, sh- like yeah, wetsuit, like a wetsuit, yeah. I don't care. It was the most wonderful moment of my life that she walked down and walked down that street. Why didn't she take the water slide? That's what that's how it was, she should have made the interest.
1: And then entrance. and then and then come out of the pool like Phoebe Cates? Oh my god, you would have lost your mind. Yes.
2: I think you just <laughs> did actually.
1: <laughs> he's
0: him he's picturing it right now. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> I gotta go. Oh man. Anyway, so there is somehow a giant statue of Billy Jean at this fair. The the guy is the bad guy. Pyatt is selling all these items with her likeness, in, with her likeness on it. She, of course, made a video saying, "You know, I just want what's fair is fair," and all the kids are like, "Yeah." And for some inexplicable reason, all of these kids are like rooting for Billy Jean, yet giving all the money to the bad guy who is selling. They stuff. tried to
1: rape her. Yeah.
2: yeah. Who whom they've seen on TV, like, double cross her mm-hmm. and send his little, you know, goon child poopy at him. <laughs> so I thought that was a little bit of a weird decision. Anyway,
0: she shows up, there's there's some little bit of a cross-dressing Christian Slater situation,
2: and of course Christian Slater does also get shot, but he survives. That's that's where the real sexual awakening happened for Greg. True, <laughs> that's where the short blonde hair. It all makes sense now. Yeah, it. it does. Love me some Slater. I and see what you did
1: there.
0: Billy Jean, of course, goes. There's a fire. It burns down the surf shop guys souvenir stand. It burns the. Well, uh, she she the,
1: uses her she uses her patented move, which I, I think she used on every guy in the oh, movie yeah. that she met. The, the knee to the groin. Which is funny because Um, if you look up that movie on IMDb,
0: the one of, like it gives you tags, like it would say like vampire, et cetera, et cetera, uh et cetera. One of the tags it actually has is uh, groin kick or knee to the (laughs) groin.
1: Nice. (laughs) Nice. That is
0: a, a tag on there.
1: So she she confronts him and basically they they scuffle a little bit and she like knocks over a lamp or something and sets fire to the hay and then of course his whole stand is like a a just a pile of kindling mm-hmm. cuz it's all like paper and and hay and just, I mean and it it just goes up like a torch And, you know, nobody wants to help him because they now realize that he's the person that tried to rape her and he was the one that was causing all the problems. And, but they were stupid because they saw him on the video, on the news and stuff. And it burns up the, the statue. So she's burning an effigy. Right. And then everybody just starts burning all their shit that they paid money for. So he still gets to keep the money. And yeah. Well, that mostly burned as
0: well, but I'm sure there's insurance, like you said. And of course to the sounds of Pat Benatar's invincible. Which I still listen to probably about once a week.
2: Oh, Not going to ask when. Uh, On the way to work, actually. Or where. Yeah. Um, So I
0: psych myself up to, you know, teach those monsters. It's a good... It's a badass song. Anyway.
2: Don't ever give me a high five again when you come into work. (laughs) I I never have. (laughs) I've never given you a high five before.
0: (laughs) Uh, You do in his mind, Greg. Okay. I will never mentally give you a high five ever again. So... That was Billy Jean, Legend of Billy Jean. Of course, it does not really stand up very well.
2: Although I still like the movie because it's ridiculous. It's pretty ridiculous. I, you know, it would have been even more ridiculous if that guy was actually a werewolf. But yeah. <laughs> I would have liked that. Though.
1: But uh, I, I, I do understand, Greg, being being a big fan of Supergirl myself. I, I, I understand. Thank you. Plus, I
0: thought it was I, rebellious. You know, it's like I had a pretty, yeah. good, I had a pretty good childhood. But you know, there is a part of me like I was not super wealthy and I did move to an area that was that was super wealthy and there was this like poor versus rich and I wasn't poor but you know I definitely knew had friends that lived in giant mansions and were like they let you know it. So Mm -hmm. seeing the like the kids from the poorer side of town kinda fight back, I kinda thought that was pretty cool. Um you know just one of those little things. But anyway that is the first of our summer movies. I get one of the questions I did right here is like, is this a movie that could possibly be remade? Because we kind of talked about that after we watched it when we put on Flight of the Navigator. And it's like mm. that one movie could definitely be remade. I was like, is this a movie that could possibly be remade? Because it's... They Actually, could change I don't think things. it was Flight of the Navigator that we put on. No, it was not Flight of the Navigator. It was uh, Last Starfighter. Sorry. That's it. Yeah. My bad. Close enough.
1: And are didn't we already discuss that, that they are doing a remake of The Last Starfighter? Like Armada or something? Armada is uh, very
0: close to it, but it's not necessarily an exact room. It just has yeah.
2: Armada, Arm, Arm, uh, Armada is a book by Ernest Cline who wrote Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, there's been some talks of it being turned into a film, but it was just a blatant ripoff of the Last Starfighter. Gotcha. Um, as was said many times in the book. So, so do, what do you think? Though? Yeah. Do you think this is a movie that, that could be be remade? Not without major political overtones.
0: Which, is, overtones. which is actually, I, I mean, think, it would the problem. be. I think it would be, yeah, it would have to be yeah. way too heavy handed. Yeah. And it would, it would, it, uh, it would be really divisive. There'd be a lot. Just, divisive still makes money, but it would definitely be like a lot of winking at the camera almost. And I think that might actually be problematic.
2: Like, guy with the orange hair, wink, wink. Yeah. Kind yeah. of, kind of stuff going on. I, I. It
1: could, yeah, anything could be re, you know remade. Are you going to go be? down to yeah, Front
2: search Shop
0: and get back your motorcycle? No.
1: I I don't think that this is a movie that should be remade. Yeah, I think it fits I think it fits in the in the lexicon of the time that it was made, but not anywhere else. Kind of like a Blazing Saddles. There's no way that a Blazing Saddles gets remade today. Hold oh, here. There's there there's just there's just nothing you can do with that movie to keep it th- the same movie and not have it like boycotted on release yes um but totally hilarious movie yes but it's it's not that no this this is not a movie that 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 they should even look at redoing mm-hmm. i mean it'll it'll just stand as is i think because in order to do it they'd have to make they'd it, have to rewrite they'd it they'd have to make it
0: more intense but then, in order for it to actually do well, they'd have to neuter it, and that would really ruin the point of it. So, yeah, I think right. You're right. And
1: and it at, at that point, are you really are you really redoing it, or are you just doing another movie inspired by it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I will play Binks if they do it. Nice putting myself out there. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I think I think we should move on from the rebellious group of teenagers in Billie Jean to a ragtag bunch of teenagers. In Stranger Things, yes, let's do it now. I like theme week, yeah. I I have to ask, as how, what did you think of this season? I'll, I'll just 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 give me just give me your your overall thoughts of season three. Did you like it? Did you hate it? Where where loved
0: did it. it? Loved it. I loved it from the aesthetics that they were released when they, the posters came out, the images mm-hmm. of the mall, the trailers, mm-hmm. the teasers. I loved the really everything about it. Um, yeah. I looked forward every—I watched it over several days, and I looked forward every day to watching the next episode mm-hmm. and seeing where it was going, and yeah, it
1: was great. Yeah, I I binged it all in one day. I binged it the day it came out, July 4th, and and I absolutely loved this season. Mm-hmm. This, it, I'm not going to say that it's my favorite season because I think season one will hold on to that title. But I definitely liked it better than season. I actually it's,
0: recently, My wife never saw it, uh huh. Any of them, so I started when I tried to beat the clock, but I didn't do it. But we watched all of season one late June, and we watched mm-hmm. like a couple episodes of season, mm-hmm. and then up to this one. So I've I have a very quick, like, good comparison to it, and it's very it's it's interesting how much more confident season three was in what they were doing. Yeah, like like season one and season one was very da- kind of downplayed everything. And I think it was a good idea to downplay everything because, like, right, right right off the bat, it would have been like, "Whoa, this is ridiculous." But they were able to build up to this big season three, the battle of all and all this crazy yeah, stuff. Yeah, and, and, and they've
1: they've all kind of evolved into their own yeah. characters and and settled into their roles and everything. Yeah.
0: So, real quick, uh, it is of course on Netflix. You guys should know this by now. Uh, it is starring everyone from the previous seasons except for Barb, who is except by, for Barb, who's played by Shannon Purser and Bob. Sean Austin. What she it? makes a cameo. Hashtag justice for Barb. Yeah. And what was it with like them and people whose names are going to be Barb and Bob? M.I.A. Uh, they also added Maya Hawk, who is awesome. And they upgraded and, a couple characters.
1: Yeah. Uh, they, they expanded the role of one of our favorite characters from last season. Yes, Erica
0: and Max actually got a kind of an expanded role. But e- Erica yeah. um, definitely got a, a expanded role. Priya Ferguson. In, and man, she chewed up sc- the screen. She was awesome.
1: She really was. And, and from what I understand, the, her expanded role in this season was strictly due to how much the audiences loved her in season two. So we, we weren't the only ones who really appreciated Erica in season two. Say my name again and see what happens.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, the. Basically, the summary is the continuation of the story. The weird goings on in Hawkins, Indiana, and the kids in the town dealing with all these weird things, and the families in this point. And uh, so, Rob, uh, Jimmy, while you were you, step, you had stepped away from the microphone, Rob asked me what I thought of the
2: season. What did you think of? It? Thought it was certainly a lot darker than previous seasons. Okay. It was scarier, um, more violent. All these things, and driven. yeah, less not wrong. less supernatural in a in a way more practical. Like more axes to things and shotguns and yeah, uh, uh, yeah but, I really enjoyed but, it though.
1: But the big bad himself was really still kind of more supernatural.
2: Yeah, I I just I feel like there was uh, less of an emphasis. I mean, especially like Will didn't do shit.
1: He was he was
2: their lightning rod. Yeah, um, but I really enjoyed it, and I think it took me two days to binge. I think.
0: I think what like I don't really want to go through the whole plot thing. It's you know eight episodes. It's a little crazy. Right. but I I just think we should each kind of mention a few things that we thought were kind of awesome or crazy. Uh, I I have to bring up the inexplicable Russians.
1: Yeah, well, and I've I've mentioned them before as well. There, there was. Oh, I don't think
0: it was so
2: inexplicable.
0: There was, you know, it is. In an 80s movie, there's a lot of 80s movies just like this. Red Dawn comes to mind a lot.
2: Cold War threat, man. Yeah. And what if they
0: actually do make it over? And there were a crap load of Russians in a very well thought out facility underneath the mall that was dug very deep, and no one seemed to underst- to get that. Um, of course, the, and the mayor allowed that.
1: Yeah. And I love that throughout the entire season – they never explain what the Russians motivations were mm-hmm. other than opening the fissure. It's like, well, why? What are you, what are you doing? How did you know? And it's like, it? no, you, you they're, know, like, they're, they're Russians. They're here. They're opening it up. That's all we need to know. You know a lot what? Of them. It. It's an eighties thing. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in. Let's go. And it, it's so
0: much. Yeah. Like just like the eighties. It's like the, as, as we said, you know, the, the Libyans and back to the future, like what? Yes. Exactly. Or the Nazis and Blues brothers. I remember when I saw back to the future being like, Knowing very well that the Libyans? Libyans had no way of getting over here <laughs> and being like, what, why are there Libyans? How did, what? I don't get it. Just that, I guess when they wrote the movie, that's what they did. Mm-hmm. So got to love that. Uh, one of the, another new character, Lexi, is one of the Russian scientists. Oh,
2: I loved him. Yeah. I did. Too. And as soon as Can we watched Looney Tunes now.
0: Yeah. yeah. And as soon as I, as soon as I started liking him, so I was like, okay, when's he going to run? Yeah, you know, when he was at the fair, and then
2: George R. R. Martin came in and started writing shit. Yeah, I was like,
0: <laughs> he like, fin- he was so excited that he won this little stuffed animal. He had this cute little smile on his face, and he was like going back to his buddy, who I love that actor, Bald Eagle, um, the actor that played like the conspiracy theory guy. I love that guy, Bald Eagle. Yeah, yeah, he's so funny. I forget his name, but he's like in a bunch of stuff. He was on that psychology show that Matt Perry was on. But anyway. And like as soon as I started liking, him, I'm like, ah, oh, shit, <laughs> like this is not and sure enough, like
2: than thirty mm-hmm, seconds later, mm-hmm. oh well, uh, so what stood out to you for me, it was the the kind of horror angle that they played in on this one, you know playing to my favorite kind of stuff um the axes the you know the 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 practical battle, I guess yeah. the there were some pretty awesome fight scenes. in I love it. that it one was... scene with the the one like in the cabin. Yeah. Boarding up the cabin and the shotgun. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was probably my favorite scene. One um, of the,
1: one of the things that I noticed and mm-hmm. I, I kinda, I kinda appreciate how they did it because the, the kids and the adults were both dealing with this massive problem, but neither one of them was dealing with the same problem. So the kids spent the whole time, fighting the mind flare, and the adults spent the whole time fighting the Russians and they didn't really mix. And the one time that they actually kind of mixed was, was when Hopper showed up at the mall and squished the thing that, and, and even though the adults did absolutely nothing with the mind flare, when Hopper walks up and squishes that thing that was in 11, mm-hmm. you were like, Oh hell yeah. Hopper's here.
0: That was actually another thing I noticed and I was going to mention that part because mm-hmm. the cinematography in this season was really good. Like yes, that thing fl- sliding across the floor, squish the low angle angled up at Hopper where he gave him that hero shot. And there was a bunch mm-hmm. of other things where something would happen and they cut to the next scene. And you know, even the, the balloon popping when the Russian guy gets shot, which we kind of mentioned earlier, just little things like that. It just, they, they got great the- cinematographers, great
1: editors. And, and and right on piggybacking off the the whole hero shot, the how about the shot of Eleven right before she flips the car from the second floor? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, as as you see as you see the car shaking and then it pans up and you see Eleven standing or with her hand reaching out over the banister of the of the railing or reaching out over the railing of the second yeah. floor. I was like oh yeah, and Eleven came
0: straight up badass in this and it was great. Shit is about to go down. And, you know, just going along with the the cinematography and the editing, the acting of almost every, well, pretty much everyone in the
1: entire thing was great. Like, I don't really think there was a weak one in the bunch. No, actually, really as far as the actors were, maybe. Uh, even I the... don't know,
2: Russian, uh, Russian military personnel number seven, little <laughs> Stop. dicey. Stop. Maybe even the
0: awkward girlfriend, but it's a little hard to act. It you know through a CB radio,
1: but other than that. Everyone was great. Oh, I thought she was adorable. Oh, she was definitely adorable. Yeah, definitely. She she was absolutely adorable. And and that... <laughs> all right. Um, do you want to save it for the end of the discussion, your three favorite moments? Uh, was that a thing that we were going to do? I, I, well, it, I, I can give you three right off the top of my head, but if you want to save it for the end, we can do that. I didn't know that was a thing that we were doing. Right, well, then never mind. <laughs> Fine. Uh, we can... But I can
2: think, I can about, think about it. it. Um let's let's try to I've do it, cause it. I know I'm gonna forget some.
1: One, two, um I like the car flip.
2: Okay, that was good. I'll give you uh, you know I'll give you mine right okay. now. Go for it. My three favorite movements uh moments <laughs> uh moments from this season of Stranger Things uh season 3 uh number 1 was Mike and Nancy's mom approaching Billy in the locker room. Uh, to find out why or to explain why she bailed on him the previous night mm-hmm. and Billy turning around and, you know, smashing her head against the side of the, the, the shelf. Mm-hmm. Of, right. Like, oh my God, there was an impact there. Mm-hmm. there was, but that was a, like, he saw his actions in the future. The very near future, right? And this was when Billy still had a little bit of his humanity there, and he said, "Just you need to get away." From it. Right. Um, that was a a kind of foreshadowing, I I thought. Um, second favorite moment, the barricading of the inside of the cabin and cabin and then fighting off the kind of tendrils coming out from the, the mind flare.
1: Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was definitely one. And, and another one, it was just a really brief thing, but when they were reunited inside of the mall and, um, 11, you know, flips the car and, and smashes all the Russians, uh, Robin is just like, what the hell is going on? And everybody else is just so kind of. Notchalant. Yeah. yeah. They're just like, oh, oh yeah, she, she can. She's got super powers, superpowers, catch up. Yeah, <laughs> catch up. That, that was hilarious. Um So those are three that just jump off the top of my head. There were a lot. Yep. Of these moments.
0: I'm going to be hard for me. Like the car, I love the car flip. You mentioned it. So that's probably, that's one of them. This isn't just one moment, but it's something I noticed is that this this show was able to do the girl power moments without having to telegraph it. It just Yes. Happened. And it kind of happened, and it did it better than the Avengers Endgame 1. It did it better than anything else. It was not like, oh, girl power. It was like, you know, just like you said with Robin. Move on. And it happened with Robin. It happened with Max. It happened with Eleven. So it was a bunch of little sequences, but I, I appreciated that a lot. Yes. Because I didn't. Because I was like, those were strong female characters, well acted, and they didn't stop the movie, look at you and say, strong female character. Or yeah. stop the show. So I, that I'm definitely going to go ahead and put that in there. We've talked about the cabin attack, which I, I just loved. It was, I love thing. The thing I, I really like about movies is when the, the heroes hunker down, they're boarding everything up. They're like, we got this. And then the plan goes to shit right away. Yeah. And that's pretty much what happened there. And it's one of my, like, I love that thing where you're like, okay, there's no possible way the heroes can lose here. And then all of a sudden, uh, oh. So I would probably see that as well.
1: Now, can I, can I ask you real quick about that cabin scene? I know you still have one more, one more to go, but was I the only one when, when they, when they came back to the cabin and showed that the cabin was all boarded up, was I the only one that went, the hell, did the mind flayer go for a pizza? How much time did they friggin' have? Because they ran out to the car to run away and decided that the car was not a good option. He was too close because they saw him hit the end of the road. And then they ran back into the cabin and somehow managed to like throw furniture in front of the windows, board up the door. I mean, I, you know, somebody's hammering nails into the wall. That didn't really happen. But I, I'm like, what, what happened? Did he, did he leave for coffee? I don't, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah.
0: I, I kind of noticed that, but eh, still liked eh. it. I did mention three already, though. As I mentioned, the cabin, I mentioned the girl moment, and then I mentioned the uh, the car flipping. The car oh. flipping was just awesome, and it, along with you know eleven doing the thing. I like the, God, if, it's, if it's
1: since... my moments, my moments were all different. I my my favorite moments were the ones that made me laugh. So my my number three was was definitely the scene where where Joyce out crazies the conspiracy the conspiracy theorist. <laughs> When they're coming in and he's like yelling at him, no, give me a minute. <laughs> She's like, hold on. <laughs> She's like, we've been shot at. We've been running to the woods, blah, blah, blah. Just like totally out crazy at him, walked past him. And Hopper's like, well, there you go. <laughs> it just walks Alexi into the house. <laughs> I was like, that's great. That's and then so she went and did this. What's that? The guy is so funny. The conspiracy theory guy. Yeah, he was. He really was. But then she went and did the same thing to the guy on the phone too. And I thought that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. But my, my number two, and this was almost my number one, but the, the number one just, just gets me. But my number two was the, um, the My Little Pony thesis. <laughs> yep. That was fantastic when Dustin explains to Erica how she's a nerd because My Little Pony is nerdy. And then Erica tries to throw it back at him. Well, how do you know so much about My Little Pony? You know, trying to, trying to assault his manhood, so mm-hmm. to speak, which was totally an 80s thing to do, by the way, assault his manhood, so to speak. And he just looks at her and goes, because I'm a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. But that whole little My Little Pony thesis was just awesome. But my, my favorite moment and I, I literally nearly jumped out of my chair was the never ending story moment. I and it went on so long. I was like and (laughs) the car's being chased. (laughs) The car's being chased. Everybody is just staring at their walkie-talkies, going, what the fuck (laughs) is going on? And and they show up they show the scene of Hopper. And Joyce in that room waiting for the code and Hopper's kind of like staring and looking forlornly out the window. And Joyce kind of turns around and puts her head on the wall and is like, Oh my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that scene just put me over the top. I thought it was absolutely hilarious. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> those were, those were my three. There's a lot of great. I mean, the, the time that you finally thought that Steve was going to like, Get the girl that he'd been with the whole time and kind of flirting oh, with, and God. then she's like, "Yeah, I'm different than the girls you want." And like that whole conversation was great. The, the Breakfast Club like twist conversation. Oh, yes. Uh, the actress and- that played Robin, I don't know if you know who she is, Rob. That's or I know I told this to Jimmy already. Uh That is, uh, yeah. Um, um, Oh, so Uma Thurman's this? daughter, Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke's daughter. Yeah, that's right. Uh, which is awesome. Like she's she's really good. Yeah. She's got it. She's gonna have a good career ahead of her. She
1: is, she is excellent. And can I tell you how bad I feel for Steve? Yeah. I, I really like Steve. Remember for the first season, he was
0: kind of a douche. At least he was in the wrong
1: crowd. Well, but, but he's, he's one of the characters or he's probably the character with the most growth in the entire, Hmm. in the entire series. Oh yeah, definitely. Easily. And, and he's gone from being the bad guy to being a good guy. And, And he's always helping and always doing other – you know, I mean he's he's still kind of like hitting on the girls at the ice cream shop or whatever. But he's still – he's a good guy and you want to root for him and you want him to do good. You want him to find somebody and he finds somebody and yeah, no, that's not happening, Steve. It's like, oh, dagger. Oh, it hurts. And we, I think we
0: got to talk about Billy speaking of people that have had interesting – you know, Billy went from the like typical bully – um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: with a pretty terrifying scene in season two, when they're, in, when they're in the car, he's in the car with like Max and they're like driving towards the kids on the mm-hmm. bike. You're like, what the hell is about to happen? Yeah. And all the way to here where he's basically possessed. And there was actually, it's, a, it's like an invasion of the body snatchers. kind yeah, of thing. And there was a, I mean, a really sweet scene with the, uh, with 11 going into like his past memories and like seeing him with his mom on the beach. And like, that was, that was actually touching. And it kind of made you like,
1: oh. Yeah. yeah she went to his happy place and he, he wasn't always the, the mean jack off that he is mm-hmm. now. And I, I, I don't know that they ever really touch on it, but something happened to his mom. She's not around and he holds her, he holds her memory very highly. And did you catch? Cause I kind of think that I, I kind of got the feeling that Billy actually sent 11 there. I think so. When they, when they were when they met in the the I don't even know what to call it the dream world or yeah. whatever where Eleven like can see people mm-hmm. and they they ended up touching and the mind flayer basically had had a grip on Eleven wasn't going to let her go but Billy let her go and sent her falling backwards and basically it, I I kind of felt like he sent her back into into his mind so that he could so that she could see you know him and that he was still yeah, there. Yeah, I actually thought so too. I think
0: you know like there's they showed his father and his father was like o- overbearing, unpleasant and like his happy place was being with his mom and obviously something happened between them. Mm-hmm. Um cuz mm-hmm. I'm like pretty sure only the father is left and who brought Max? I don't remember. I haven't gotten that far into season 2 again for me to remember like how that family got to the town.
1: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure if Max is like I I don't think Max is a full sister. She's either like a stepsister sister or a half-sister, have I think. last names
0: too. It's like Billy Hargrove and Max. Okay. I forget. Oh, gotcha. Um I know it's definitely Billy Hargrove or Max Max Mayfield. So Hargrove and Mayfield. Okay. Um, so there's definitely something there. But uh yeah, I mean this very well acted, very very heartfelt. You know, three seasons on, that's pretty good. Um what else you guys got?
2: I haven't got much else really. Um you know I just I just I liked it a lot. Uh, I I do have a little bit to to add as far as uh, – have you guys seen a lot of the, the backlash that Netflix has, has been getting um, in the past couple of days about the inclusion of cigarettes in the series? I saw that no. they said they would tone it down. You haven't but... seen any of that? Yeah, so going forward, all new projects that we commission with ratings of TV-14 or below for series or PG-13 or below for films will be smoking and e-cigarette-free except for reasons of historical or factual accuracy says Netflix in the uh, the wake of uh, people calling it out its uh, depictions of tobacco use Um, I almost brought this up as a as a, as a snap decision but I just watching it and I'm like that's what people are latching it's on dumb. to so like dumb. you're it was it was, the, it was the,
1: the 80s that happened. Yeah. Uh I mean, the,
2: the characters who who are smoking are all of age. They're not showing, you know, the group of friends. They're not hiding behind a tree in the woods. The
0: characters that are smoking are not in a good place. It, that does not make you want to go out and smoke. Yeah. <laughs> they're miserable at the time that they're smoking or they're evil. Absolutely. There's not a single character there that's like, wow, because that character that's whatever, that you know, who was it? Hopper was smoking, right? At one point. And yeah, he was Hopper, like, Hopper's like a chimney.
2: hmm. Like yeah, none of these was... people look
0: happy when they're smoking it's if anything it's an anti-smoking movie so that's dumb
2: agreed and you yeah. know i just i think that's the thing if they're gonna start to you know add a uh a, a thing to the the screen before which i understand you know the hey this contains flashing flashing lights you know um but if they're gonna start you know This program contains depictions of tobacco use. What uh, this program contains depictions of people vomiting. This program, you know, just come on. It's. I mean, I get it, but I think it's misplaced. Um. So you know that is is the you know kind of controversy coming out with that that really just isn't. There's got to be controversy (laughs) afterwards.
1: So what? There were a couple other things that I wanted to talk about. I, I, I loved the whole the whole. Homage, I guess, to '80s action flicks with the kids running around in the in the air ducts, a la you know Die Hard, and the the full on like Rambo raid by the adults onto the to the Russian base. I guess and they actually even called
0: yeah, that Rambo. Fat Rambo. Rambo <laughs>
1: <laughs> <That> was great. <laughs> you remind me of a Fat Rambo. Yes. <laughs> oh it was so good but you know the uh, just the homage to the 80s action flicks coming in at the end there and and we would be totally remiss if we spoke about stranger things season three and did not mention the ending mm-hmm. because the ending leaves you with the impression that one of our favorite characters is gone mm-hmm. so oh, yeah sorry. yeah steve shaved his head <laughs> that 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 did not happen. Actually, not happen at all. Yeah. Um. No. The this is your last warning. If you haven't seen it, go away. So at the end of at the end of the series in the in the season finale, Hopper, Joyce, and Baldy. I can't even remember his. Murray. Murray. Yes. Yeah. Murray Bauman. Uh. Hopper, Joyce, and Murray raid the Russian base, and their plan is to destroy the gun that is holding the rift open to the upside down. I guess. And they go in to try and accomplish it. The Russian Terminator shows up, stops him. Hopper ends up having to fight him and throws him into the spinning gun, which then damages the gun and sends out these, these electrical pulses that prevent Hopper from escaping the, the field of where the gun is. He's pinned basically between the rift and the gun and he can't get past the gun to get out so that they can blow the gun. So Joyce has to blow the device or the gun or whatever. She has to blow it up while Hopper's still there. And Hopper and Joyce are just starting to develop a relationship. If you, yeah. And so it's a very touching moment. She looks at Hopper. Hopper looks at her, gives her the hero nod, you know, yes, do it. It's okay. Do it. And Joyce closes her eyes and you know, fighting back tears, she turns the self-destruct key and basically blows, blows the device and Hopper is gone. You now, see a lot of Russians vaporized. Yes. Yes. And and somebody made a good point that they they make a point of showing the Russians get vaporized, but they they also make another point of not showing Hopper get vaporized. And when I watched the scene, I'm like, is Hopper No, he can't be. No, 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 he can't be dead. As I was thinking about it, I was like, Oh, well, you know, one, Joyce goes out and checks where she saw him standing. And there's absolutely no scorch marks or remnants or anything where he was standing. Puddle of guts. Right. There's, there's nothing where he was standing. Um, and so unless it completely, absolutely atomized Hopper and did not damage the railing around him in any conceivable way, he's not dead. But they also made a point of showing at least twice of Hopper looking behind him at the rift. So my whole theory on it was, was that the Hopper just kind of went and jumped in the rift to escape the explosion because he's been in the upside down before. So he's, he's not a stranger to the upside down. He's been in there before. Was that a Did you mean to do that? Stranger
2: things have happened.
1: Eh, There you go. There you go. So my, my theory was that he went and jumped into the, to the rift to escape the explosion. Which, which was further backed up. If you watch past the credits, there's an extra scene where you don't see Hopper, but you're on a, like a Russian base somewhere in Siberia or something. Mm-hmm. Cause I think it's like covered in snow. True, and these true. two guards, these two guards are walking around a jail and they're going to pull out a prisoner. And the one guard says, no, 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 not the American, get the other one. And they pull out this other guy and they take him down into like some kind of you know, fight club fight pit or whatever, lock him in this cage. And they release who, Greg? A demogorgon. They do. We've got another pedals. Mm-hmm. And Petals comes out and eats the guy. But the the fact that they referred to the American, and yes, I just did air quotes even though nobody can see me. I can the see the fact you. that they re- <laughs> the fact that they referred to the American, I was just like, oh that's that's gotta be Hopper. They found him. Yeah. They found him in the rift and pulled him out because the Russian. While they never explained the Russians' motive, the 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 Russians' motivation, they did point out that the the Russians were aware of several rifts around the world, but this one was the most potent one because it had recently been opened or closed or had a major event or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we kind of know
0: where season four is going. Just just a couple things that I wanted to throw in. Uh, Netflix actually announced the viewership numbers at the time. And at the time of this recording, 40 million accounts watched the new season already. Nice. Uh, 18.2 million actually binged it. That's people that I was one all, of them all the way through. Um, so technically we were too, just not all at the same time. You know, I, I did it over three, four days. Uh, they also announced that there is going to be season four. Duh. It's one of their top shows. But season four is the end. Mm-hmm. It was written as a four-season thing. They're not going to stretch it out the creators, actors, all that are aware of this and it's going to it has a beginning, middle and end and the next season will be the end.
1: I actually had heard a couple of things that it was one it was supposed to only be two season. But the other thing that I heard was that and I don't know how true this is, this was just something that I heard recently was that it was actually supposed to be um each part was supposed to be a different decade and it was supposed to end in the decade that we currently are in. It was supposed to end in 2020. And that each each season was supposed to be a different decade, but the '80s the '80s season was so popular they just kept it in the '80s. kind of like that. Um, of course the '84
0: stuff, the '85 stuff. Um, mm-hmm. there's just one little thing I was kind of thinking about is like the draw of the show because like this is one of those shows there are a lot of things you have to like you have to uh, suspend disbelief on certain things, but I don't care unlike other things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so what, like in my mind as I was watching and pausing in between episodes, I was like, so what is the draw? Of stranger things because it doesn't necessarily make sense but like this show very much like the summer of 84 the movie has uh-huh. that it is doing the things that like our imaginations did when we were kids yeah so like you have a weird you know you have a weird neighbor neighbor probably a serial serial killer or an alien or whatever you hear strange noises at night you know it's like i mean when i grew up in pittsburgh you heard strange noises at night because of like the the steel factories and the trains and stuff like that. Like you'd hear these weird things and you didn't mm-hmm. know what it was. So it's like, Oh, clearly it's a government facility that's making monsters and opening up riffs, you know? And then, oh, then you see like a weird dude at the mall in like a tracksuit. And it's like, well, there's definitely Russian spies. And it's like, so this show is actually or a jazzercise instructor. Or a jazzercise instructor. <laughs>
1: great. Well played Jimmy. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Look for a guy with a duffel yes. bag.
0: That was awesome. Um, <laughs> That was basically Timmy Capello, really. Uh, oh yeah. Anyway, it's, it's a great show. It's great. It's great for people our age because we kind of lived it as, as kids, but it's also a fun thing for, you know, really people of all ages. Um, maybe not six year olds, but you know, enjoy it.
1: Watch it. It's there. And, and the man being the bad guy, the oh, how great was Carrie Ellis as the mayor? Watch it. It, I, I don't think that we can recommend this series enough because this, this is, this is without question Netflix Gold. I mean, we we talk all the time about how Netflix is just absolutely hitting it out of the park. But this this to me is like Netflix's flagship. Yeah. This is the epitome of how good a Netflix season can be or a Netflix show can be. They do they do a great job with a lot of things, but this is Without question, probably my favorite. Th- I, I know I said without question and then probably, but this is without question my favorite thing on Netflix. Guys,
0: since both of the things that we talked about this week involve scenes in- involving a mall. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, first of all, I mentioned this right before we started recording this part. I did forget to mention during Legend of Billy Jean that they had a lovely shot of some G.I. Joe toys. And I will tell you that any of my weird dreams of like my childhood always involve that that aisle of G.I. Joe toys. Oh, yeah. The never-ending aisle of G.I. Joe toys. And I will tell you right now, if you go to Google and type in um, G.I. T- Joe like toy aisle, you will find pictures of it. And it is as amazing as you remember. So many more toys on the shelves than we're used to. Anyway. Never-ending toy aisle. Yes. But speaking of shopping, speaking of 80s, all that stuff, the 80s were considered the heyday of malls. Yes. When indoor malls started taking off, there were zombie movies about it. There were shows about it. There was a mall culture. These shows made me start thinking, what do you guys miss from the heyday of malls? The top five things. This is our give me five question. If only Jimmy would go first.
2: I'll go ahead and go first, man. Make it happen. Go for it. So my number five are the events uh, that you would come Mm -hmm. across at at malls, whether it was a carnival in the parking lot, a RC car race. Well, I remember RC car races. Being held in there, you'd go in and be like, Oh man, these are the like kings of RC car racing. Um, Tiffany concerts. (laughs) I was going to say concerts. That's my number four. Um, yeah, there were, um, mall tours, you know, that that happened back then and in the eighties. And it was just such a weird thing. You walk in now and they're doing like some little fashion show in the back corner of a dark place in the mall and it's just weird now but that was the norm you know you'd hope that tiffany would come to your town and and play at your mall as seen in the uh you know music video for i think we're alone now which was featured in umbrella academy kb toys yes, yes. this is, this is going to be a pretty all-encompassing <laughs> one but you know going in getting to play with the toys and getting to play the the video games uh, kb was just such a a mall staple and i I think really, the death of the mall started for me when my KB toy store closed. Mm-hmm. uh the one at the mall and the one at the strip mall was was kind of the the loss of my end <laughs> number two mall arcades yes, now arcades have tried to exist in in other forms recently. they're like combined movie theater arcade things, but the arcades at the mall were you know. True arcades, and there's another one that once this started disappearing, man, it was a sad day. The sound, My, the sound of an arcade, oh yeah, the the flipping of the flippers on pinball machines, mm-hmm. and and uh you know all the you know people hitting jackpot, and you'd walk by and be like, oh, that could be me. Number one was the freedom that you experienced when your parents would drop you and your friends off, because that's when you were you weren't a kid, you know, you could. You could roam through the mall and as long as you weren't out there trying to steal stuff, like not a you know, none of my friends or myself ever did, but going and spending a few hours at the mall was you know, one of the coolest things. And I, I still walk through the mall sometimes and I'm just like
1: mm-hmm. you it know. It was back when kids weren't getting kidnapped from oh wait, never mind. <laughs> Shh. <laughs> no one's trying to kidnap Jimmy right now. <laughs> or are they? Just his
2: bathwater. Yes. Oh, yeah, that'll be on sale soon. No, it won't. <laughs> but those are my five. Oh, Mall Nostalgia. Nice.
0: I guess I'll go. What you got, Greg? My number five. I'm going to have to start with food. Got to get that okay. Sabaros pizza. Yeah. And not only do you have to get the Sabaros pizza, but you got to pretend like you're fancy and get the, the little shaker of uh, oregano and put that on that there pizza. And I cheese. just dump Parmesan cheese on that Oh, so. yeah. absorb all the grease. Yeah. It was on that wax paper that somehow still managed to absorb grease, even though it was covered in wax. So that was my number Mm -hmm. five. Used to get that with my friends, used to get it with my dad, all that fun stuff. Uh, I was definitely a mall rat. So I was at the mall all the time. I knew all the back alleyways and the fastest ways to get from one place to another. And I used to love going around through the back alleyways of this, you know, behind all the stores where the shipments and Mm -hmm. stuff would come in. And it was, it was exactly like running from the T 1000 in T2. Uh, nice. It was it was just awesome knowing like all that much stuff. And it's kind of like the freedom that Jimmy was talking about, just running around with your friends and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of course, speaking of freedom, um, my number three, uh, I always like sneaking into the adult section of Spencer Gifts because there was that one section, that one little cubby in the back
2: that uh, you didn't understand what any of those things were, but they were naughty looking.
0: Yes, there, you know, like weird chains, and there was always like you know, funny games or funny games mm-hmm. like you know, dice that would tell you to do stuff. There was. You know, R- Rob and I used to get um, uh, edible panties for one of our friend's moms. Yep. There. Um, that friend knows who uh, who we're talking to, So You know who you are. <laughs> we're both thinking of this, even though I'm kidding. But yeah, that, that was always kind of funny. No, he's not. <laughs> Number two, this is different because you can actually do this now just using YouTube or Bandcamp or whatever, or Amazon or Spotify. But the listening stations at, the, at Specs Music, Specs Music was our... Record store, Um, going to those listening stations and learning about new music because you couldn't really do it any other way. Going there when a new album came out and you only knew the one song from MTV or the one song that they had released in a summer movie or something, and being able to that was what
1: MTV actually played music. Yes, exactly.
0: Or you like, oh, I know this one Guns N' Roses song from this because it was in Terminator Two. We'll mention that again, and now I can hear the rest of it and decide whether or not to buy, which I did. So definitely the, that type of stuff. And I'm going with the arcades and or video game stores that were in the mall because you could just kind of hang out there, see the new games. You uh, you know, you could. I would go and play Final Fight and Double Dragon and Contra and stuff at the arcade stores and then going over to the, the video game store and saving up. I remember I bought Marble Madness, $50 out of pennies. The dude behind the counter wanted nice. to murder me. It was at Sears. Nice. It was at Sears and the guy behind the counter is like, you're going to have to count this out before you come up here. And I'm like, you know, I was freaking 13 or 14, but I still remember that. I remember r- accidentally running into Super Mario Three when no one else had it. I remember being, going to the school the next day, but like, I got Mario Three, and they're like, "I don't believe you." And I, I had, I kept the uh, the little instruction booklet with me. I'm like, boom! It was like the only time I was ever cool in middle school. Still wasn't cool, <laughs> but that was my number one. So, boom, Rob, Nice.
1: go. Well, at number five, I think I'll do the just the movie experience at the mall, going with your friends hanging out, uh, you know, going to a movie and then kind of wandering around, maybe hitting the food court. If you got out early enough and wandering around and hitting some of the stores, just that general experience would be my number five at number four. I'm going to go with a store that I don't see a whole lot of anymore. I think they're still out there, but going in and playing with absolutely every gadget on the shelf at sharper image, (laughs) they're gone. If I remember correctly. Yeah, I figured they were, but you, Do you you remember doing that, right, Greg? Oh yeah. Going in and just fiddling with all the gadgets. And now I think, I I think you You know what's funny is we also used to buy
0: that vibrating (coughs) back massager for
1: our friend's mom.
0: Yeah, we did. Sharper image is now just an online store, apparently.
1: Okay. But Brookstone is similar and you get, and I think you can still find those around. So that, that'll be my number four at number three. I'm, I'm going to have to put the, the holiday experience at the mall. Nice whether it whether whatever holiday it is, you know whether it be Easter or Christmas or New Year's or whatever the the mall would kind of transform if you remember for holidays and what so that would be my number three. My number two is has got to be KB toys. I still remember the location KB toys was in my mall that was right at the exit from Sears into the mall proper. And it was right there on the left. It was the first store you walked in. There were toys everywhere. I remember buying GI Joes there. I still have a memory of my mom taking me to that KB, that KB toy so that I could get, because that was the only place I knew where yeah. you could get. So I had my, which I, I actually still have. I still have all my garbage pail kids. I would kill, for, grease. I would I, kill for I would kill for Greg. I've been looking for one of those. Nice. And, and I still remember having my mom take me to that KB toy store to pick up. Some garbage bill, but number one for me has got to be just the the whole, and and I think it probably ties in with with Jimmy's, but just the whole hanging out at the mall with your friends kind of thing, you know, where you where you just just the time and the camaraderie and the, because you know, I mean, nowadays it's all online, it's games, it's stuff. There's not a whole lot of hanging out, or at least it doesn't seem, and. And just going and spending all your free time at the mall, hanging out, wandering around, walking, seeing closing stuff. Closing the mall down. Getting and into hanging trouble out sometimes. Outside. Yeah. Closing the mall down, hanging out outside. I mean, that was good times, man. I like that too.
2: I will say guys, if you want to experience a little bit of that nostalgia, I strongly recommend that you search on YouTube for special report, the mall 1982. If it's, 50 minutes and one second, you found the right one. And it's just, you put on that time machine because it's uh it'll, it'll really take nice. a, a lot of fun to watch.
0: Well, guys, that was some good nostalgia. I want to talk a little bit about some nostalgia. And you know that we tend to get angry about things and make funny things about random rants and stuff like that. We're angry, old men. We are. I wanted to bring up something that is actually way more it's not really political but it kind of is than i'm used to and and then we're used to here because it's not like we don't know what's going on in the world we just want people to have an escape however the high school that rob and i went to was oh god was actually in the news recently and it's not just like the little news it was in the 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 national news and i had a great high school experience i'm pretty sure rob did too i did like everyone that complains about oh high school sucked I, the teachers were great. The, I didn't have a problem with anyone in high school. Um, you've actually heard a lot of people that I went to high school with like on the show. So this me included. Yeah. Of you, Omar was on here, Joey, of course. But anyway, so here's what happened at my, at my high school. And I'm not going to, this is like, you know, we're well, let's talk about fun things like the eighties and malls. And now let's talk about the Holocaust. Like I, I hate doing that, but I've yeah, had right. people actually ask me about this. So the, at our high school, Spanish river high school the principal received an email from a mother that was concerned that, that the child wasn't really getting much Holocaust education. Now, let me be very clear that that this is the most Jewish county in the entire country.
1: It, I, I believe that it is, is, it is factually 20, accurate. percent yes.
0: Jewish. It is literally the most Jewish county in the entire country. So the mother sent a, an email and was like, well, I don't think that they're... Or what are they doing for a Holocaust? She, she didn't even say, I don't think anything. She's like, what are they doing? So he said... Uh, that there are lessons about the Holocaust, there's a variety of activities, but they're not really in the lessons because they are not for- – this is from his email directly. It is not forced upon individuals as we all have the same rights but not all the same beliefs. So she was like, okay, maybe this is a copy-paste. So she asked him, like, you know, the Holocaust is a factual historical event. It's not a right or a belief. Seems like a decent one. So he wrote back, well, not everyone believes the Holocaust happened. And you have your thoughts, but we are a public school and not all of your parents have the same beliefs. Couple things. One, they have to cover the Holocaust in the state of Florida. It is a law. Um, this law came about in 1994. This is it? Yes. this law came about in 1994 after Schindler's List when quite a few people contacted the state and said, we didn't realize how bad it was after seeing Schindler's List. That sounds stupid, but it's a thing. It's I looked it up. That's true. Now, I don't want to go too much about that, but this seems like almost a very bad. ...form of trying to pander to the politically correct cl- crowd, there's a big mm-hmm. difference between saying, well, we're not sure if we're going to cover it because people have different beliefs. Because that could open up a lot of things. You know, if someone believes that 2 plus 2 equals 5, they're wrong. That's not a belief. <laughs> they're mm-hmm. just wrong. Now, I'm not referring to, like, if you want to discuss in a, a economics class whether tax cuts help or hurt make jobs... Mm-hmm. That could be, that is two beliefs that can be discussed. And that's understandable. I can get that. But the Holocaust is a factual event. You know, physics is fact. You can't argue those things. Those things need to be taught in history classes, physics classes, mathematics. And for an educator to do that, I'm not really one to, like, I read this a lot. I was discussing, I was trying to figure this out because I can, I've seen how educators have gotten bogged down by this kind of thing. Like, oh, this person said that. Then you, go back and watch a video of their class, and they didn't say that. But I actually read the Mm -hmm. emails that were, you know, gotten by the uh, public records request, so it's the exact email. It's like, yeah, this person messed up. So I just got to say, you, you, in the name of political correctness and trying to, you know, cater to everyone's beliefs, you can't ignore facts, you know. If not, we're going to be teaching, well, you know, some people think the world is flat. Yeah, those people are idiots. Morons. Some people think that vaccines cause, cause autism. No, those people are wrong. They're reading the wrong thing. We already talked about that. So anyway, that's all I want to say about that. I had people email me and message me. I know they listen. So um he uh,
1: now but, now I, I I do have a question for you because I, I want to know if what you because you did we yeah. talked about this uh while we were watching Billy Jean. Is is it still now that you've looked more into it, is it still true that because I want to make perfectly clear that the principal wasn't saying that he didn't believe it happened. Is that still is that still accurate or he, because you were saying that that he didn't say that he didn't believe it happened. He just said that some of their correct. some he, of their well, in his apology, families that I regret believe. the verbiage
0: that I used when responding to an email message from a parent one year ago. It did not accurately reflect my professional and personal commitment to educating all students about the atrocity of the Holocaust. That was his apology press release, although today he uh, blamed mm-hmm. the mother. So, yeah. He's like, well, you know, I, of course I you got did. reassigned to a different school, though, because after he apologized, he got reassigned but not fired. But then he went after the mother, and now he's most likely getting fired as a result. I just wanted to bring that up here. So, weird rant. Not exactly as fun as the rest of the episode, but there you go.
1: Well, if you would like to write us and tell us what you think. Yeah, we don't. But, of the, uh, well, but you, you can know, definitely tell us what, you, tell think us what you think of malls. Holocaust. <laughs> we don't want that. Yes. Write and tell us what you think of malls. What what were your five favorite mall culture things that have kind of gone by the wayside now that malls are just about died out of America? You can find us on Facebook by searching for the Give Me Five Podcast. You can reach us on Twitter and Instagram at give me five pod. You can email us directly, give me five podcast at gmail.com. And please, guys, please guys, as always, leave us a review on iTunes or whatever podcast app you're using. Podcoin it really helps us stand out and and let let us know that you enjoyed it De- leave us leave us a nice little review let us know that you that you're enjoying it or if there's something you want us to cover and if you uh send me a slice of
0: samarao's pizza i will send you a vial of jimmy's bathwater
2: ooh it's fair
1: trade <laughs> <laughs> also guys we do have a store you can find all of your Give Me Five Podcast branded merchandise at giveme5podcast.threadless.com. And thanks for listening, guys.
2: Good morning, good afternoon, and good night wherever you are. This bloody road. time
0: for Crafts
2: with Jimmy. Um, parents out there, if you want to make your children <laughs> a, a forky, it's not hard. You just get a fork and put some googly eyes on it. No, you need a spork. Of, be a, spork. Uh, a spork, yes. Uh, do they even still give those out at school?
0: Yeah, yeah. You can get you can sporks.
2: Okay, so get a pack of sporks um, from Amazon, and I guarantee you it will cost less than the God knows how much money they were charging for those things. Um so